0: What's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Moncio and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Creating Filter Podcast. Hope y'all feeling amazing. Hope y'all feeling motivated. and Hope y'all feeling really confident today. You know, even though it's Monday, it's like... Because, listen, I know that feeling. You're probably like, ugh, it's Monday. Oh, shoot. That time of the week again, huh? The week is going by. It went by fast. The weekend went by quick as hell. So, yeah, I know that feeling exactly. I know y'all probably still sitting at home probably like watching netflix or just struggling to wake up but you know i to say this y'all need to just get your ass up get take a cold shower eat something you know just to wake your wake yourself up if you have to get coffee drink some coffee drink some water um yeah just you know just perk up wake up for the for the this beautiful monday it's so a brand new week like let's get to grinding so yeah, before I got on here, I was bumping to an old song from Akon from back back in the day. You guys remember the song I'm So Paid? It went like, I'm getting into the sunrise, going 90 and 65, something, something, something I'm, I'm so paid. Like, like, yo, I was bumping to that, like it just literally came to my head like before I got on here. It came, it popped in my head because I remember like the beat. And then I played it. And it brought back so much nostalgia, honestly. Like, I was, like, I was really, like, just into it. And I w- was vibing and definitely put me in a better mood because I'm not a born person, first of all. I hate waking up in the morning. Unless I'm, like, I have to go to work or if I go to um school or whatever, to college, then I have to force myself up. button and that, I like to stay in. I like to chill for, like, at least a couple more minutes or hours. Um, but, yeah. That definitely brought me in the better mood. So if you have to, my best advice if you if you're not a morning, if you're not a morning person yourself, put on a good song, um, and just vibe to it. And yeah, hopefully that will wake you up. Now, as you guys may know, or probably didn't know, um, Saturday, April the 9th, was the one year anniversary of DMX going to heaven. I still can't like even after like um like eleven months ago. Like last year, I still can't believe that he's not here. You know, to be honest, his death definitely um, like made me like think about like um, realizing things that, you know, life is short because um, we all know that DMX was going through like, a whole lot at home and drug issues and stuff like, you know, stuff was happening. But he was a changed man. He definitely was ch- trying to change for the better. He definitely was a good person and a good soul overall. And was it? Yeah, he had a. Um, he went through like a massive like heart attack because he did. Um, oh, he do- he OD on cocaine, and still like this death. Specifically, literally, it just it just sticks with me because honestly, when the news broke out that he was hospitalized, I did not expect all that to happen. Like literally, it it shocked me, and I I know it shocked the whole world and everybody you know who was a DM a diehard DMX fan. And, like, it definitely, um, it was shocking to hear. And so to know that he is gone and it's been a whole year that it's passed, it's crazy. It's really crazy to think about it. Like, I remember, like, when I was, like, seven and eight years old, me and my mom would, like, listen to, like, old DMX songs. We listened to, um, y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, (laughs) up in here. Um, and we listened to, like, I remember I listened to, um... Rough Riders and um, oh my God, what was that song? I, I hear the song in my head, but I forgot the name of it. X um, gonna give it to you. Yep, I I remember listening to that song. Yo, everybody was blasting that song like nonstop back in the day. Even though I wasn't like a, like born back then when it came out, actually I was, but I was like a baby when I came out. But I still remember like anytime people come like around, like pass by my street. I would hear, like, random cars, like, playing DMX songs, just, like, out of the blue. But, yeah, to sum it up, I definitely, like, am going, I'm definitely going to, like, miss DMX. You know, he was here, not for long, but he definitely made his mark. He definitely made his mark on, in the world. And he'll forever be missed, you know. Shout out to his family. Shout out to his um his wife, his, um his children, everybody. Like he was a legend, pretty much. He definitely was, and I know and it was crazy too. I remember when I posted on Instagram that, um, around that time, twenty years apart when Aaliyah passed away. I remember I posted when, um, on Instagram on my story I said like both Aaliyah and DMX were like like um died twenty years apart because Aaliyah died in two thousand one. And DMX passed away in 2021. So it was like crazy timing. But yeah. paid to DMX, Forever Be killed, Forever Be Missed. Now to switch things on a positive note, I just want to talk about well, yeah, basically just ran about this ongoing debate that's been going on for centuries. Um, basically which generation had the better quality cartoons? Now listen. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion on what cartoon, I mean, what era had the best cartoons. And, you know, some may agree that the 80s had the best era. Some may agree that the 90s had the best era. Some may agree that even the 2000s, the late 2010s had like the best era of cartoons and just TV shows overall. But, yeah, I'm just basically going to give my unfiltered opinion as usual. I'm going to just say what I feel. I'm going to list some shows to back my opinion up. And if you agree, then you agree. If you don't, then I still accept that. But you're, you know, it's your entitled to your opinion. But yeah, let's just get into it. So basically, I feel like actually, yeah, I think that the best era of cartoons were like the '90s slash 2000s, going into like the first years of 2010s. Like, what I mean by that, like 2010 to like 2014. Like genuinely, in that bracket, that's where like the like the um the era where all the good quality shows were in its prime. Like every show that was on like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney Channel, um and just yeah, any um um cartoons that you know you stream probably online, just that's like definitely has some good quality cartoons. That either was in syndication at the time or like in the moment when it was like live airing, it was, you know, it was better than nowadays, basically. Um, But yeah, the shows that, yeah, my everybody, I don't know if everybody knows this, but my all time favorite show, my all time favorite cartoon is Regular Show. Regular Show is a God tier cartoon that literally emerged in 2010 and it ended like around 2000, like January 2017. I remember because I was like sad that day <laughs> because like literally you don't, you guys don't understand that regular show was like my life. <laughs> it was, it was like, it was just so like entertaining, like the whole plot, the whole storyline, the comedy, the whole, like, you know, it was just really amazing. Plus the art style, it was like, it was like eighties, um, like an eighties art, art style, but the comedy, it fit in the era of. Um, when it came out, like it came out in 2010 and it was, it was funny. It had moments where like some scenes pissed me off. Like when Mordecai and Ricky had that fight on that, um, when he pushed him off that microwave, because he was, he was mad that Ricky was actually was, you know, flirting with Margaret and he wasn't, and he was jealous. That I remember that moment when I first aired, I was so mad at Mordecai. Yo, Mordecai got my damn nerves. (laughs) Like Mordecai, um, yeah, he he had moments where I liked him, but in some moments, I couldn't stand him. Like, I liked the Rigby a little bit more than Mordecai, and he was supposed to be, like, um, the protagonist in some episodes. But overall, um, to sum it up, Regular Show was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. Um, another cartoon that I liked growing up, I liked it um, Adventure Time. I liked it... Um, Oh my, It was on Cartoon Network. Let me see. I like The Fosters. That was another good cartoon too. Fosters, home for imaginary friends. <laughs> if you're from the 2000s, you already know what that show is about. Fosters was God tier as well. Um, and I liked yeah, I liked that show. I liked it. Um, what's another show? Ed and Eddie. That came around like the 90s too, but it ran through like the 2000s, and I was even sad when I had when I um ended too. Like just those shows that I've listed was like, you know, one of the cartoons that we genuinely, that people who were born in the 2000s like myself, that we all genuinely enjoy. And I feel like even people who were born like the 90s or like the 80s, you know, enjoy 2000s cartoons as well, but they don't want to admit it because, you know, we're like the millennial. No, I think we're Gen Z or the millennials. Either one, we're either the the, um, Gen Zs or the millennials. And they feel like, Oh well, they don't know nothing about this classic, this classic cartoons because the, the cartoons they have nowadays is garbage. It's it's mindless entertainment. Like you know, don't hate on us. Don't hate us. Um, don't hate on our era because we're nothing like nowadays. Kids out here eating um tie pods and shit. <laughs> Kids out here literally um doing the most craziest things like. Putting their firecrackers up the asses or some shit—I don't know—but you know stuff like that. We're far from it. We don't claim them for like, The 2000s kids, we don't claim them. These 2010 kids, you know, they're they're a whole different breed. Not gonna lie, I do enjoy the older cartoons from time to time again. Um, you know, like Tex Avery cartoons, yo. Tex Avery cartoons, there's they're like underrated as hell. Like I feel like. Um, Tom and Jerry, you know, gets the recognition that they deserve, and you know, Tom and Jerry is a funny cartoon too, and I love that show. But no, um, body talks about Tex Avery's cartoons, like we're talking about, um, the Shush cartoon. I don't think you know, every, guys, you know, what I'm talking about. It's on YouTube. It's basically like where a man he had his nerves, like like bad nerves, to the point where like he was about to explode, and the doctor um sent him to, like, this hotel where he had to, like, be in complete silence and nobody make any noise. And they had to, um you know, use, like, little title cards or, like, little, like, note cards to, like, express how they're feeling or express what they're saying. And the whole entire time, the next room, he didn't even know the doctor was, like, staying next door to him. And so he was trying to make them be quiet. And the next thing you know, he opened the door. And it was the doctor and the nurse the whole time you know, make the noise and eventually he blew up. So I don't know if I you, I don't know if I spoiled that for y'all, but if you guys know what I'm talking about it's that that cartoon that I see multiple times. Now that, that was funny. And the times the cartoon not the times, the cartoons where um by Bear. Um it was another cartoon where it was especially the, the droopy cartoons and the Tex Avery Wolf when he was like Meow, Meow man <laughs> That, those cartoons, they were honestly, like, funny as hell. Like, nobody talks about Tex Avery cartoons. I feel like, you know, people who was brought up in that, like, that time, they talk about it more than nowadays, where people are just catching up on it. And, you know, you know Tex Avery should be more appreciated just as much as Tom and Jerry and, um you know, even Tom and Jerry. They be having me. <laughs> Tom and Jerry is a God-tear cartoon, too. Like, no matter, i watched so many episodes of Tom and Jerry, like, when I was little, when I watched it on demand, and they had, it like, all the Belba episodes listed on there. Like, those episodes were so, like, hilarious. I'd be dying for hours watching them. Um, But yeah, like, 90s cartoons. I watched, like, okay, so we're talking about, like, 90s cartoons that I, I watched. Um, if you guys remember Doug, that was one of my favorites. I liked it, Pepper Ann, Pepper Something, Pepper Ann, so but obviously Pepper Ann in a minute. Um, I remember, oof, I got into Recess around like, I don't think Recess is 90s. I think Recess came out around like 2001, I'm, I'm assuming. I don't think it came out like the 90s, but Recess is one of the cartoons I liked it later, but not at the time, but later on, like around, five years ago, around, like, 2017. That's when I got into recess. And it was pretty good. Um, But, yeah. What else? What other 90s cartoons I liked it? I liked it. um, Hey, Arnold. Hey, Arnold. Oh, my. Hey, Arnold was really funny. That was another cartoon that I didn't really get into until, like, later on when they syndicated on that splat. um, The 90s are all that block. That came on T I remember it came around like 2011. I remember I watched Hey Arnold on that. Um, Rugrats, of course. I watched Rugrats even before um, it came on syndicated TV. It came on like Nicktoons, even though it's that it's syndicated. But I'm just saying, like I remember watching that, first watching that when it came on Nicktoons Network. Rugrats was one of my favorites too. Um, yeah, like Doug, Hey Arnold, Rugrats. Um, and what else, what are cartoons there? Because I'm trying to think back for, like, 90s specifically. I think that's all I watched because after that, I, yeah, I started watching Nickelodeon when I was, like, four, and that's when, like, you know, it was the 2000s, so I remember watching, like, shows on Nickelodeon, and I feel like a lot of Nickelodeon shows back then were they have much quality than they do now because I feel like now it's too, too like geriatric. It's like too generic. Um, it's just like, it's so like modern in a way, if that makes sense. Like literally. Okay. So if you know, like you see TikTok and you see, um, different like things like 2020 wise, what people are doing, the trend of what people are doing in 2020. It's literally like influencing and TV Nickelodeon TV shows in particular to the point where it's like it's just not even funny. It's just like it's just dumb. I don't think it's I don't think it's I think it's probably trying to um trying to appeal to like the audience of nowadays. But for people like me who was used to like the older audience like from back in the day, yeah, it definitely went downhill. It went downhill like after like twenty. I feel like after, like, 2017, that's when Nickelodeon went downhill. Same goes for Disney Channel. Disney Channel went downhill as soon as Bizarre Vark came out. I hated that show. I didn't really watch that show, but it made... Yeah, it went down, like, after that, because I remember, like, around 2012, Disney Channel was pretty good, too. Um, I'm gonna get back to Nickelodeon in a minute, but Disney Channel had some, like, good shows up until, like, 2016, 2017. Like, it had shake it up it had austin alley it had jesse fishhooks um phineas and ferb and to name yeah to name a few they had like a couple shows like around that time like that's a raven oh my that's a raven that's a whole another subject that's a raven top tier top tier um hannah montana um Oh my God! What's another Disney Channel show that I watched? Um... Lilo and Stitch. Oh, yep, Lilo and Stitch and Kim Possible. <laughs> I love Kim Possible. Another top tier show. Kim Possible was the shit back then. <laughs> I hated when they made like the movie, but no, no, if, no, no matter how many times they try to reboot it, but um, the original show will never be duplicated or replicated. Cause it was that good. If you never watched Kim Possible, what are you doing with your life? Cause Kim Possible was god tier. It like literally it was it was that good. Fucking Shigo was on there. Like, please, you need to tune into that. Um, and what else? What a yeah, Ant Farm. That was another show that came around in 2010 that I watched. Um Gravity Falls and that's it, cause I I didn't really watch Disney Channel like that, but I remember like watching it here and there. But after, like, 2014-ish, I feel like 2014 ish, I kind of stopped, and after that, I left and I gave up on watching Disney Channel overall. Um, but yeah, back to Nickelodeon, the same thing. Like after like 2017, that's when I just gave up and like finished watching Nickelodeon because it was just too basic to me. It was just trash. It became very generic and it was not appealing to me at all. I don't know if it's appealing to people out there listening, but if it is, then that's good for that's good for you. But to me, I'm used to like the old fashioned like the old fashioned method of entertainment, and nowadays they're far from it, pretty pretty much. Um, and yeah, even with Cartoon Network, I've watched Cartoon Network since like 2019. Because, like, the last good shows that were on there was, like, Steven Universe and Adventure Time. Because regular show ended, like, around, like, a year before I stopped watching Cartoon Network. So, I liked the regular show. I liked it. I'm talking about, like, the 2010s Cartoon Network. Like, I liked the Gumball. Gumball was funny as hell. The roast had me dying on there. Like, <laughs> Gumball was just a, another classic of that era. Um... We Bare Bears, which I feel like We Bare Bears doesn't get the recognition that they deserve, because it was, it was really good, quality entertainment overall, A plus, um, art style, I love it, love the series overall. I, I haven't watched the spinoff show yet, but I watched the original series on Netflix and the movie. It was so, it was so amazing, it was immaculate. Um, hold on one second. But yeah, that was, yeah, that was, um, that was, like, around the time where, yep, I t- began to, like, watch Cartoon Network, and then I began back watching Cartoon Network, and then after that, when We Bear Bears ended, and Adventure Time, and all of them, I stopped watching it, like, pretty much. Why is it like my nose is stuffy? I don't know what the hell's going on. Maybe it's because I'm in this, like, hot-ass living room, but I don't know what's going on right now. But. So someone basically um everybody can agree disagree on their car on what car- what cartoons they feel like was like good around their time. You know, regardless of whatever whatever time you were born, if you're born in the nineties, you would probably say the nineties cartoons like the best era, or like the two thousands were like the best era as well. Um, even like eighties or seventies, they feel like those cartoons were like golden age um and you know they were but you know it probably be still be a, a debate from years on still to this day even like probably you know when these kids like nowadays will get older and they'll probably say the same thing about like 2020 cartoons they probably think that um okay heroes i forgot the, the name of that show but i remember it came on like around this time it was like okay Keyo, um let's be heroes or something, they probably think that cartoon is, like, the best, or they probably think the reboots of um, what you call it, old like, old shows are, like, the best. And no matter how many times it reboots um, the shows, no reboot can top the original. Like, they're the original for the reason that's, you know, it had an impact on people, and they can't re- re- they can't um they can't duplicate it, they can't Duplicate. Um. Oh my! I said duplicate. They can't duplicate. Um. Originality, and no matter how many times they try, it still won't be the same as the original. Period. Point blank. Um. So yeah, tease your own. And if you know, if you definitely have some cartoons in mind that you want to talk about, you know, leave a link. Now, said leave a link. Leave a comment in the comment section. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave that in the um, comment section. Or if you want to send like a voice message in, just click the link at the bottom in the description box. And yes, stay tuned for more. We'll be right back. But now here's a song of the week. Here is the song of the week on Creatively Unfiltered.
1: Light it up like a candle Just cause I can't stand you Put my shit on tapes Like you busting grapes Think you holding weight Then you haven't met the apes Stop Drop Shut them down Open up shop Crazy. stop acting like a baby. Mind your business, lady. Nosy people get it too. When you see me spit at you, you know I'm trying to get rid of you. Yeah, I know it's pitiful. That's how niggas get down. Watch my niggas spit round. Make you niggas kiss ground. Just for talking shit, clowns Oh, you think it's funny? Then you don't know me, money. It's about to get ugly. Fuck a dog, I'm hungry. I guess you know what that means. Come up off that green. Five niggas on ravine. Don't. I'm
0: You're a musical artist and you're trying to get your music out there, or you're not the listener that wants to listen to a certain song for that special someone, or even by yourself. Well, now here's your chance. Submit your song suggestions or a brand new email to the freely the podcast at gmail.com. Get those song suggestions in, and hopefully, you'll hear that song potentially in our next podcast episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed this, that song. Again, rest in peace to DMX. Um, But yeah, let's just dive into the celebrity news. Now, I just want to dive into this recent interview that happened this past Wednesday on the Fox Soul YouTube channel. Um, One of their shows is called TJF. They have hosts like Claudia Jordan, um, Funky Dineva, and they have um, Al Reynolds. And basically, this interview was with um, Lemmy Palmer, who is the CEO of the Zeus Network. Now, most of y'all probably know what the Seuss Network is. If you don't, it's basically um, a stream of service. They have shows like Jocelyn's Cabaret, um, Baddie's Atlanta, Bad Boys LA, and um, uh, name a few. They have one more more chance. And basically the whole discussion, I'm sorry, like the whole interview, they just discuss the recent drama with with Jocelyn and also just um, the network as a whole. Basically, Funky Dineva and Lemmy was just talking about how, in my opinion, how um, Lemmy is uh, promoting—I'm sorry—profiting off of black stereotypes, and how literally every show that is always depicting violence is um, always—it's based off of like just stereotypes that is constantly being displayed about black people. The interview was about 18 minutes long and. I watched about 10 minutes of it, and when I got from it, it was basically, it was going like, basically, let me just talking a bunch of nonsense, you know, he was just over talking funky and the rest of the host. you have Claudia who tried to like redirect the intention like that to her or just to, um, just to diffuse the situation, diffuse the tension, but it obviously didn't work, and then you have, let me just, just give an indirect answers and just try to justify his, you know, his actions. Now I get he's trying to protect his brand, and I get he's trying to make it seem like what he is um, putting out is not as bad as people may think it is. But at the same breath, it's like he's just not taking um, constructive criticism. He just basically is listening to respond. He's not listening for um to understand. Um, and yeah, overall, I after watching it, uh, watching ten minutes of it, I kind of understand both sides. Like once again. I get that Lemmy is trying to like try to protect his brand. He's trying to save face. But in, in a way I kinda agree with Funky about how he is basically um he's um continuously showing like stereotypes, you know, like for example like Jocelyn, you know, he's letting her re- like run wild and um especially the reunion that's gonna come up and for um this latest season, he is just basically just um allowing that type of behavior to happen. And you have um, shows like One More Chance, and you have um, other shows on the channel on the network as well. That literally is like the ones that people are watching and tuning into. You have those type of shows where it shows like vulgarness and ostentatious displays, and it's just basically like, repping us in like a bad light. That's what he was um, implying. And in my opinion, let me just came off like very disingenuous and he's not even answering no direct and he's not giving no, he's not um directly giving anybody any answers. He's just coming off like, Oh, well, this is my network and y'all gonna have to deal with it. If you don't want to pay for it, then you don't have to watch or, you know, just come off as it's his way or the highway. And it's a, it's a bad move. And it was just very, it came out very unprofessional in my opinion. I'm not saying that what, he is um what lemmy is doing is like um bad i'm just saying like he was just um Funky was basically just letting him know that he kind of just want to switch the narrative and try to shift it into um showing um black people on the network in a more positive light because we already have networks like bet and vh one who literally profit off of the black profit out black stereotypes and make us continue to look like fools and especially when we have a Black owned network like Zeus and still like doing the same thing, but even worse, that's what Funky's, that's his whole point. He's basically just one like Lemo, let so Lemo. He wanted Lemmy to at least try to understand the critiques because not everybody's gonna have the same mentality where um, they're gonna enjoy what you, what you put out because they're always gonna be some type of people where they're gonna, um, gonna critique and give some constructive criticism. And what they're basically trying to say, or what they're trying to say, and try to get the point across, is that they just at least want him to understand that they want this, want the network to succeed, but switch the um the narrative in a more positive way so it can work in um everybody's favor. But yeah, in my honest opinion, I had my Zeus subscription like around last year because of Baddies ATL. Like, besides that, I don't really watch Zeus like that. Like, I barely even watch Zeus. Like, the only time I actually watch Zeus is if, like, if it's certain, like, issues, like, Jocelyn, um Cabaret or, like, just certain clips that it's posted on the internet. And then I have to, like, you know, see, you know, what's a big hype about. That's, like, the only time I watch Zeus. But would I watch Zeus, like, on a daily basis? Or do I watch it, like, on my downtime? No. Like, I barely even have it. I think, yeah, I think I um my subscription probably ended or I probably canceled it or something. Cause yeah, I don't really watch Zeus like that. Um, yeah. Cause honestly, I might reactivate it after this reunion airs for Jocelyn, because I want to see what actually went down with Amber and ballistic and that whole fight. But outside of that, um, after that airs, I'm not really going to watch Zeus at all. Even my friends, they all, they, even my, my, some of my friends had like, had this um their zoo subscriptions and they say, Oh, you know, they have good shows and they um they're fighting like like for real fighting off you know, like street fighting on there. And it's to me it's not entertaining. Like I'm not saying to y'all it may be entertaining to y'all, but for me, you know, I can only take like take stuff like that in doses. Like I'm not gonna be like all into like raunchy content all the time because you know, it comes to a point where it's like, it's not healthy. It's not for like, it's not to have, it's not healthy for um my mindset. So yeah, teach their own. But would I watch Zeus like outside of that? No. All right, y'all. So we're another week in and the Will Smith and Chris Rock trilogy. This is week two. And so now, apparently Will Smith is banned from the Academy for 10 years. So that means... He's, he can be invited to the Oscars, but he's not allowed to attend it. So for the next ten years, Will Smith will be a no-show at the Academy and at the Oscars. But in all honesty, though, man, like I do feel bad for Will Smith right now. Like he is going down like bad. Like his whole life, like right now, everything's working hard for everything that he worked hard for is going down like in a downward spiral. All because he wants to defend Jada and she's not even giving him the same energy back in return. It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Because, honestly, he had upcoming projects that he was filming. He had movies that it was in the works. And he even had like a, a, what you call it? He had stuff that was coming out, you know, and potentially the future that he was filming. And all that was either canceled or they was looking for somebody to replace him, basically. And it's pretty bad. Even where Jada, all the old clips that's now resurfacing of her saying that she wishes that she would never marry Will and how she doesn't feel bad for him because of what he did and what he caused himself to get into. into. And it's just like, it really sucks to think about it because that is your husband at the end of the day. And you wanted him to uh, basically defend you because of, what a comedian said about your your um hair, and you're mad because when he did defend you, now you're mad because of what happened, and you're mad because of you know he you got what you asked for like, it's just a whole mess, it's a hot rotisserie mess in the words of Tanisha Thomas, <laughs> it's a hot ass rotisserie mess, and I really do help, I really do like hope that Will Smith just get the help that he needs because this man's mental health I. I bet it's like mush. Like, I bet it's like literally the equivalent to like water. And he needs to get all like the help that he needs. He needs to just stay away from the media. Just get away from, just take a break from the line life for a bit and just get himself back together. You feel me? Like he needs to just, honestly, he needs to just um, take some time off and just go into therapy, talk about his feelings and just try to have a uh, more stronger mindset and a more optimistic outlook but meanwhile Chris Rock is saying that he is not saying a word until he gets paid homeboys like he's not saying until he gets his money so he was not speaking the situation he's basically saying that life is going well for him his show is selling out and he is just basically just saying he's not talking about the situation anymore until he people like run him his money which i'm gonna be i gotta be honest i gotta respect chris for that he's handled the situation with class and i know last week i know i said that he was in the wrong and will is in the right and i still feel like that but as time is going on i it's it's wrong on both ends and you know the whole thing could have easily been avoided i, I I know that, you know, Will is going through a lot right now. And I even say I know that he just needs to get the help he needs, and he does. And both of them are handling this situation the best that they could, in all honesty. So, but I like the way that Chris is not just going out his way, just rump, like ranting and trying to run down Will Smith's name down the mud and not trying to um, publicly humiliate him, even after he slapped him on national TV around the world. I like how you know Chris is basically just keeping it professional and just keeping his head up he, um is having his head held high and is basically moving on moving on just brushing under the rug and you know focusing on his career rather than going back to the past. I like I respect him for that. But in my opinion I'm over this sh- I'm over this sh- I'm it's been two weeks. Can we just like wrap sh- up like people are literally dragging this now like it's been a week it happened it was the biggest night in oscars history you know it's definitely be one for the books but i don't want to talk about this more like you know just give it a rest like chris chris is over it will is over it too you know he's getting there um but yeah just put this back and like back on the shelf and lock it and never open it again because you know, it's dead. For real. But anyways, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Just want to let y'all know that we will be going on a two-week break. There will be no new episode next Monday, which is the 18th. New episodes will commence on April 25th. So make sure to mark your calendars and set your reminders for April 25th. And so, yeah, we can wrap this episode up with our daily Q&A, our daily question of the day. All right. So would you rather do twenty five years in jail with any teacher you hated in the same jail cell, basically in the same jail cell as you, or share the same apartment with any teacher you hated? So that same teacher that you are in the same jail cell as is the same and t- the same teacher that you had to share your apartment with any teacher that you hated. So leave your answers down below. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. If you're watching, this, if you listen to this on Spotify or Anchor. You can just click the description box and the question will be down um, down under the description box and just leave your answers down there. And yeah, as always, stay creative, stay positive, stay authentically you. I'll see y'all in two weeks. Bye. Peace.